And I don't think it's normal to have everything figured out at such such a young age because you haven't lived yet. I mean, I feel like I just scratched the surface just by living as a nomad this past year and it's opened my eyes to who I am really deeply and now I feel like I'm living my passions and I'm living what I want to do now more than ever. We are Gold Ivy, a health company dedicated to simplifying health and wellness. The industry is lacking the honest experience and grit required to overcome the struggle and we're here to fill that gap. You decide what works for your daily life and how to transform our lessons into your gold. Join us on the fearless pursuit of self-discovery and growth. This is Ivy Unleashed, a Gold Ivy production. It is a very (laughs) special day. Yes! We have some surprise visitors in the studio that rolled up in their house in their home in their in their house in their box, box in their house. wander box welcome mark dexter and marina aguilera the wander box is in the house welcome to ivy unleash hey, hey guys <laughs> this is great we're excited to be oh, here. we know them because they filmed our amazing videos that we shot before we launched. Yeah, we had a big vision of what we wanted to come to life. We were like, the message is badass. And Mark was like, I got it. I'm doing it. And then we didn't even know Marina yet. Marina's on set and she just was an angel and gave us so many ideas and just made us feel like totally comfortable. And so we're so happy you're here and we want to share you with the world because you guys are doing some really cool stuff. So let's get into it. Can you tell us about your story how you ended up in a box that moves across the country. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting story. I have to go back to about 2017 when the van life movement was really starting to pick up and it was all over Pinterest and people originally thought that's weird. You don't want to be Chris Farley living in a van down my river. <laughs> Turns out a couple of years later, yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. It's pretty awesome. But um, I decided to go ahead and buy the cheapest van I could for a thousand dollars probably wasn't the best idea but it did get me on the road and got me experienced and after multiple new engines and things i was able to move out of my house and move to uh austin texas where i met marina Mm. and took my van all the way down there with everything that i owned in it and decided to do house life again that worked for maybe six months If that. If that. (laughs) And I just, you know, something was missing. I missed the open road. I miss adventure and all the people that you meet in it. And so then the pandemic started coming upon us. They didn't lock down yet, but we had a feeling it was coming. So we started looking for vehicles with the idea that let's go on the road together. How cool could this be? And after about a month of searching, I finally figured out a great candidate vehicle that we could both live in. So I flew to St. Louis, bought it immediately, and then drove to Wisconsin, where I'm from, and started building it. Then the pandemic hit hard, locked everything down, and I said, Marina, I need you to get on a plane and fly to Wisconsin <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> like, you got to get on that plane. You probably won't have another chance She came, we spent a month and a half building our first rendition box truck and loved every second of it. We traveled all the way to California, up and down the coast to Big Sur, 
And then because of the pandemic, we had so many people interested in buying it that it just made sense to make a profit. And by making a profit, then we could restart, find another box truck that's a little bigger, a little better, and a clean slate where she could implement some of her ideas. Because the first one was sort of my just hodgepodge of let's put this here and let's put that there and we'll figure it out later. But our second rendition that you just got to see is so much better, mostly because there's a girl involved. (laughs) (laughs) You know, added some cozy vibes to it. She sure did. Yeah, it's beautiful. I'm curious because I've now seen this and it's amazing, but it's tiny and you guys are both in it. Mm -hmm. So tell me, how do you keep the peace in such a small place? (laughs) In a (laughs) shoebox, as Mark would say. Um, It's definitely been been very trying at times and there has been moments for sure where we kind of have to just escape the situation. Somebody go on a walk, you know, do something to kind of clear your head, take a moment do some yoga, and it's been really important that we focus more on ourselves more than anything else because when we're focusing on ourselves, it's helping our relationship, it's helping our dog. If we're in a stressful situation, Eli's freaking out. (laughs) You know, he can feel the tension, and, I mean, you're just changing the energy all around you, so you just got to make sure, you know, you're calm and collected so the whole situation and everyone else is good to go. You might be hearing Eli's little footsteps walk around on the wood floor, too. He's so cute. He's our little little old man adventure dog. He's he's gotten a lot of gray over the year. It's it's a little different, you know, in a moving home. I love that you touched on taking care of yourself. How do you do that when there's so much adventure and go, go, go and planning the next and life's kind of crazy? So what are those practices that you have, like, What does that look like living in a van? Yeah, so I would say definitely meditation has been something that we've really been trying to incorporate into, especially our morning routine um, is the most important. We think that tackling, you know, all the best things right away in the morning, exercise, taking time for yourself, just slowing down a little bit more has been really important. Mm -hmm. And especially living as a nomad, we have those mornings where we can take them nice and slow and we don't have a schedule. So it's really cool. You can, you know, make your coffee, make your tea and sit outside amongst the canyons by a river and just take it all in and just expect, you know, nothing but peace and really just, you know, taking all the simple things. So meditating has been really good. Um, incorporating any type of movement, journaling, healthy food for one is very important. And we've definitely been feeling the shift if we incorporate bad food or good food. So really just treating yourself healthy and thoughtfully all around and making sure you keep play a big factor as well. I mean, we have you know, been able to play so much this past year. We've been able to incorporate new passions in our life. We love to dragon staff and fire spin, and we love to slack line, which is basically a tightrope between two trees. That's been really cool, practicing your balance and, you know, testing your ab strength. And it's just been really amazing how we can, you know, take care of our body in so many different ways that we've never been able to before and really just focus on that. And in the most beautiful places mm-hmm. with the best views. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you guys, everyone who's listening needs to follow them yes. on social media. 
the.wander.box. That's it. <laughs> W-A-N-D-E-R. It's unreal. Yes. Yeah. Going in the box today, I was like, I'm used to looking out this window at canyons and mountains and deserts. It's been so cool to watch you guys. So I feel like what you do is you put adventure on top of adventure. You know, you're, you've left your homes very like, sounds like last minute. And I'm curious to hear about, well, number one, how that started and how it was like leaving where you were living very like in the midst of a pandemic, what that's like with family connection there. And then how you continue to put adventure into your experience. Yeah, so we were living in Austin, Texas, which is a fairly large city. And at times it was honestly very overwhelming for me. I came from a small town as well as Mark, and we loved, you know, our open spaces, nature, not a lot of people, but in a town where everyone knew each other. Mm -hmm. And in Austin, it's a very different vibe. It's a lot more go, 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 traffic everywhere. And honestly, I was really looking forward to leaving the traffic and the big city behind. It's just not really a part of me and really emphasizing nature again in my life in a whole different way was really cool to look forward to. And moving out was not the easiest thing (laughs) for me. I had a lot of clothes and anyone who knows me knows that I love expressing myself through my fashion and it's a lot. <laughs> Mark is a very minimalist man. He's had the same clothes, the same wardrobe for a couple of years. I was yeah. going to say that a shirt lot. looks familiar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Comfy and it works. And, you know, you got to have variety, but you don't need like an abundance. You just don't. But and we still have a ton <laughs> more than most people. Actually, we still have in our box truck. You'd be surprised. And you built storage under the floor. We did. So cool to see. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, so I I got rid of probably, like, five totes of clothes and really downsized everything. And that was really hard, downsizing your entire life, everything Mm -hmm. that you've ever known. And I lived by myself in Austin. And then Mark just came along into my life, which was so amazingly unexpected. But, yeah, it it was a really refreshing to just kind of take a blank slate mm-hmm. and take a different perspective in life. I'm like, okay, clothes do not define me. This is not that important. Like just shed it away. Yeah. yeah. So it was really amazing. Once I actually moved my things into the van, I was like, damn, I can't believe this is really happening. <laughs> it's really interesting when you're on the road with all of your stuff, you then start to realize how much you don't need mm-hmm. and what really makes you happy. Because you you look for it in different places rather than materialistic things or going out with friends or going to do this and spend money on that. Like go sit out in nature and you find that your mind is just so much clearer and you're happier and your just aura is just vibrant. So we've really loved being on the road. Yeah, yeah. I think you realize it's just stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's cool too is you're a videographer mm-hmm. and you do documentaries, you do weddings, you do all kinds of things. And I feel like... You know, I actually met you at a, at my brother-in-law's wedding and then also at a destination wedding. So how's that going, like doing your job and this together and kind of bringing all your stuff and editing on the road? Like, what's that like? It honestly couldn't be better because with this setup, our newest truck build, uh, the layout is a little bit more ergonomical for our lifestyle. We've created three separate rooms inside of 
one 16 foot by eight foot room. So we've got a workstation at the front and I've got a very nice 32 inch monitor and a big desk where I can edit and do anything I need to a big kitchen, especially considering we're in a truck. We've got probably the biggest kitchen I've ever seen in a, a mobile vehicle that size because that was very important to us. We cook almost every meal. Okay, Marina cooks <laughs> most of the meals, and she's really getting good. Yeah, it's a... Whoa, getting? Well, <laughs> okay. it's Excuse always improving. Me? It's always an improving. Fair, she, fair. Yeah. In Austin, it was very much so like cheesy potatoes in the microwave. Yeah, she didn't have a kitchen <laughs> when I moved in. She wow. didn't have a sink. It was a room. You didn't have a sink? No. It's a long story. <laughs> Yeah. Were you living in the closet? Um, it was a mother-in-law suite, so it was like mm-hmm. a two-story, and the downstairs had a little bathroom and a big open, like blank living room, and upstairs had a huge open room, like two rooms. So you know, just appliances and plug-in egg cookers, and you know, single she burner. She had a tiny toaster yeah. oven. So, so you're exploring food in this, like you're you're oh, playing yeah. around with what. You're, so what oh, have yeah. you learned about food in this process? Mm. Uh, I love just letting it flow. Like anything that we have, I have to just get really creative with leftovers and making sure I use things before they go bad. So anything to do with bowls. I love anything I can put in a bowl. Quinoa bowls are super big. We have quinoa bowls multiple times a week. Big fan. At least every day. So I make a ton of quinoa for the week and I'll usually like prep out um, and separate veggies and get those so I can just throw them in the quinoa. So we've had a ton of different concoctions, but it gets really fun. And I have an oven, so that's amazing. Not everyone has an oven. I have a freezer. What? (laughs) Wow. Ice cream. Hello. (laughs) This is not normal van life. We we were calling it van life plus for the last year because it's a little bit more elevated, but- Tons of storage, a huge shower with instant hot water, big water tank. Huge but you're a handyman. I mean, you've figured out how to do this. Yeah. And so do you like follow someone to learn this? Do you just try things yourself? Like how have you gotten into this on top of being a videographer? Lots of Pinterest, mm. lots of watching tons of YouTube, seeing what other people did to mm-hmm. try and make the right layouts because each layout has progressed better and better. And then I've got a, a really handy buddy of ours that helped us tremendously. We actually flew him out to California in the winter when it was super cold here. It was like, hey, want to come out to California? We're going to build another one. And we built our current rig. A lot of it was built in the Joshua Tree Desert. No Very joke. cool. Wow. Isn't that where like all that good energy is that people talk mm-hmm. about? Sure is. Yes. We were just hearing about this from somebody else. You can yes. Feel it. yes. Yeah. Interesting. It was, it was great. So we were sitting out there. We were welding in the desert. Sparks are flying at night. <laughs> and we were just going all day, every day. It was awesome. Yeah. If you follow these guys, it's so interesting. And it's like you get the real experience. Yeah. Like, I feel like I know everything that's going on with you guys because I've been following you and watching. And it's such a good combo of following your passions you know, going on adventures, tuning into yourself and mm-hmm. your health, like Marina following you too is, it's been really cool because you're challenging yourself to eliminate some things that you know aren't really jiving with your energy. And so I would love for you to touch on your 30 day challenge you're doing and kind of this new experience that you're partaking in. Yeah. So within the last half a year, I've really just been really pushing myself to go through a different energy shift. I I had a really hard time with my mental health and just where I was throughout my nomad journey. 
that first year was really challenging for me. And honestly, it got me down a lot. And a lot of times people didn't see that because, you know, it was hard for me to put it out there and to really be raw about what was going on. Because when you look at this lifestyle, it can be very glamorous and it looks amazing. Like we're always having the best time, but you know, you're going through a lot of changes and I've just been really fed up with it. And I'm like, you know what? F this. I'm sick of this. Like, I don't want to feel like this anymore. Like my body doesn't feel good. My, I'm not happy with what this is. I just feel this energy that is off and I need to change it. So I was introduced about a year ago to medicinal mushrooms and I have always been lacking energy just day to day I would wake up and just feel crummy and usually in nomad life people start their morning with a cup of coffee and they really enjoy slow mornings and I thought you know I'm gonna do the same thing so I started doing that some mornings and man I just felt like crap so I started incorporating superfoods and medicinal mushrooms into my daily routine and I have gained my energy back. I have sustained natural energy throughout the day. My sleep has never been better. I bruise less. I used to bruise like a peach. I also dealt with really insane insomnia where I was prescribed to the highest dosage of Ambien before and I had insane nightmares and that took a over multiple years of my life just dealing with that. So this has really changed my body from the inside out. My gut has healed. I feel this balance within my body that I've never experienced before. And I've never been happier. I really feel like my energy and my vibration is rising so much more than I could have ever expected. And just the people in my life are noticing it. And just someone the other day, she told me, she's like, Marina, throughout these past couple of years that I've known you, I've never seen you raising this vibration like this. Your energy just feels so different. You're really following your passions. I can see it's really doing something for you. And I was really, I'm still really surprised that mushrooms have had (laughs) such an effect on me, but damn, they're so freaking powerful and I just never felt better. And I just want everyone to feel this way. It's, <laughs> That's awesome. it's so good. I, I keep thinking about people like one of my cousins. She moved across the country. And those first six months were brutal. Mm-hmm. That change was brutal for her. And I was the person. She would call one friend to hear that you should come home. Just come back home. You've got a job and family here. And she would call me to say, like, stick it out. Like, you want change. You want an adventure. Stick it out. But it was so hard. So how did you, like, get over that hump of... You know, and what did that look like to kind of start making that shift of, like you said, I'm going to do something about this. Like, what were you telling yourself? I knew I needed to focus on things that brought me joy. So I really felt like the more energy I was putting into things that genuinely made me happy, the more that things, the energy would kind of start shifting within itself. So for me, it was, you know, just like I said earlier, just taking care of yourself. Like I knew if I was feeling off some, it's stemming from somewhere. Is it my mental? Is it what I'm eating? Am I not doing something I should be doing? I used to be an avid runner and I know that when I was running consistently every day, I was so damn happy and just exercising consistently. It's so important. And I honestly was really taking it for granted I would go on these adventures and, and honestly, we would take every day, 
not all every day, but a lot of days it would just be very slow, just enjoying it, having lazy days. But I know the more focus I put on taking care of myself, the more that the energy would kind of just shift. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm doing that, I feel it everywhere around me. Like everything around me is changing and it's all about taking care of yourself. Yeah. And Mark, you're in the box too. And energy is contagious. So how is this affecting you and how do you cultivate joy in this adventure life? Sure. Yeah. When, um, when someone is down, it usually tends to bring the other person down and you really have to rally yourself and then motivate the other person to snap out of it. And usually exercise, going for a walk, getting outside, doing something active to get that blood flow and get that brain pumping. That's what I need, at least. Words of affirmation help a lot (laughs) when you really kind of sweet talk the other person. You let them know how you feel. You have to have good communication. That's so vital in a small space. Because if you're angry or something's just steaming in the background, the other person can tell. Mm -hmm. And then it throws them off. And then everybody's productivity is out the window. Sometimes you just got to walk away, like leave the box for a minute or two. And you're just like, all right, everything's fine come back and we're like why are we mad this doesn't make any sense this is so dumb. <laughs> hug it out yeah we're yeah. such happy people what are we doing go this get the endorphins trivial. and come back yep. with better energy i love it yeah. stop you, being stupid how do you <laughs> stay productive when you have this beautiful view you're traveling adventure you're doing all these fun things how do you get in the zone when there's i feel like a lot of distract like you can do anything you want really oh you bet yeah there, there's a lot of distractions i mean We were sitting um, at a place called Torrey Pines in San Diego where there's paragliders going over and you're right on the beach and you can see dolphins jumping in the ocean. And then all of a sudden F-22 raptors are flying over every like hour, just training drills. Of course, yeah, I'm distracted. I have ADHD like crazy. (laughs) So that didn't help at all. So sometimes you got to choose the right place Mm. to get real focus because I'm one of those people that I need to put the headphones on and dive in and I can't be interrupted because it takes me quite a while to get back in my groove. But once I'm in it, once I've eaten right, I've got enough sleep I've in my own head, I can actually be really productive out in nature. And I think I'm far more productive when I'm in a quiet, serene setting. Yeah. I think to sum that up, it's location your space having that spot for you but also taking care of yourself so that you're full of the energy that you need you want to give others your work you got to take care of yourself first absolutely priority number one yeah marina you're doing that right now with to go back to the 30-day challenge Mm -hmm. i need to know more about Mm -hmm. what is this 30-day challenge so this 30-day challenge is a commitment to myself and for other women to join along in the movement. And it is for us to live life every day as the women we aspire to be. So you can take that however you want and break it into a bunch of different pieces. That's kind of how I've been tackling the day. So it's just about like trusting yourself more and putting yourself first and setting energy boundaries when to say no and when to say yes to more things because I feel like so many opportunities, especially within this past year, I've had opportunities thrown at my face. (laughs) I mean, so it's kind of like I've been very hesitant before just holding back and not going with opportunities and 
you know, being scared of the what ifs. And I worried so much about all of the what ifs that may never even happen that I feel like it's taken a part of me. And I'm so sick of that. And I don't want to do that anymore. So I'm just willing to just say yes with more things and just go with my instinct and trust myself and really just raise my vibration a lot higher. And just, I've been feeling this insane energy shift and I just want other women and other people to rise up and also just feel their fuel their flame. Mm -hmm. Yes. And we were talking about it earlier, you know, people, they think that pain is normal. They think it's just this inconvenience, but it is what it is. And it doesn't have to be that way. Like we were meant to feel good. And I think that's where like my resilience comes from that we've talked about is like, I know that I can feel whole and exactly what you're talking about, like this vibration, this energy, I shouldn't wake up and feel exhausted after eight hours of sleep. Like we should feel good. So I love that. And I, you can tell just your vibration is so high. Yes. And it's contagious. You were, you you were a ball of energy before, like from the outside perspective when we saw you in October, but it is different now. You are like beaming and I love it. And I think maybe Brooke and I need to try some of these mushrooms that you speak of. If I ever hear someone's, you know, struggling with something like mushrooms, Mm -hmm. mushrooms are probably the way, honestly. So if someone right now is listening and is like, shroom mama i need you <laughs> where can they find you yeah. um usually you can find me find me on cruise and marina on instagram always the wander box duh and my new gmail is marina's mushrooms at gmail.com love right. it and we'll we'll post all that in our show notes in our blog so i want to hear more about the mushrooms because we've been contacted by people that want to be on the podcast to talk straight up about mushrooms <laughs> And we know they have a lot of healing properties and there's lots of different types of mushrooms. So could you kind of just give us a little bit about why mushrooms are so great for you and kind of how it works to even get them and how you eat them or drink them or how that goes? (laughs) Yeah, so mushrooms have been used for thousands and thousands of years. They're really popular in Chinese medicine. China and Asia actually really specify in mushrooms. It's a big part of who they are. And we actually get our mushrooms from um, the mountains in Asia. And a lot of times when you go to the store, if you go to Whole Foods or a health store or anything like that, and you look for mushroom products, you will usually find that they are grown on grains, oats, and brown rice substrates. So anytime that they're grown on any of those, what the mushroom is doing, the mycelium is the root structure of the mushroom, and it grows and latches onto the grain structure. So when it does that, it gains those grain properties, Mm -hmm. and it can actually never be separated. So in the long run, you're actually taking fake and watered down mushrooms because what you want are the fruiting bodies, the beta glucans, and that is during the last process of the mushrooms forming. And those are all uh, the caps, like the caps are, you know, what you want. The, the benefits are all housed up there. The, the root structure, they're very fibrous and it can actually be used as um, mushrooms are a great like meat substitute but um, because of their texture and everything, but you want the beta glucans and the fruiting bodies, which are on the caps. So when you have, when you buy your mushroom products, you really have to be cautious about the ingredients and where they're sourced from because 80 to 90% of the time, mushroom products in the U.S. are not necessarily done right yet. A lot of people 
you know, think when they're buying these mushroom products that they're going to get these benefits, but it's actually causing a placebo effect. So you really have to be careful about, you know, where you're getting them from. So these mushrooms are actually eight super mushrooms. They're grown on wood logs, just like nature intended. And they're 100% just the mushroom. So there's nothing added to them. There's no caffeine. It's just the mushroom. And the best way to ingest mushrooms are actually by eating them or powder form. And this is a powder form. So I usually just make hot water, put it in there, steep some tea, which is really good. You can get really creative with it, but we've been incorporating it every single day for the past couple months. We don't drink any coffee anymore. Caffeine used to really throw off my gut, and the mushrooms have honestly healed my gut. They help with brain clarity. They help sustain my natural energy, inflammation, metabolism. I could go on and on. (laughs) Mark, what do you feel? Um, Well, yeah, with my ADHD, it really calms me down and lets me think much clearer and I do have a lot more energy because of it. And I just feel great. My gut health feels really good. I'm just processing things better. 10 stars. Yeah. He's awesome. got normal, consistent poops. <laughs> yeah. Put me on. <laughs> hey, that's important. Mark, I want to hear more about your projects because I know that you're working on some cool stuff that I would love for you to share. Yeah. For the past um, couple of years, we... Uh, my company and my colleagues have been filming all across the country for a variety of different documentaries. One, which you can actually watch on Amazon Prime right now, and it's called A Light in the Darkness. And that touches on PTSD and how it's a mental health situation that doesn't stem only from the military and how a lot of trauma situations that are in people's past can develop PTSD and that it's a real thing and how we can cope with it together and that people are not alone. Mm-hmm. So that one did a, a huge film festival circuit all around the country, won tons of awards, and is now finally available with a companion book on Amazon. Very so, cool. So, yeah, it, it's been really fun to watch that one take off. And one of the films that we just uh, finished is called Tethered, and that's a big one. It's all about screen addiction. Oh. Yeah. So it's in our youth, in our elderly, and how it affects us on a daily, because clearly we're all on the screen way too much. Humans aren't designed to sit in front of that. We're not designed to hunch over. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to be doing stuff, connecting with people in person. Like It's great to have all this technology that we can have FaceTime and do all these things remotely and the knowledge that we can gain, but we are social beings and we need the energy of one another. Is that on Amazon Prime too? It will be. It's still doing a film festival circuit. Oh, very cool. So that one's good. He's got so many. He's got to pull out his phone to read them. <laughs> yeah. Another one that we did that's a big passion project is called Rescue Story. And this is a saving companion animals. Oh. So there is a huge problem in this country and many other countries of too many stray, unspayed and neutered cats and dogs especially down in Texas. So we went to Washington, D.C. We were in California. We were in Corpus Christi, Texas, where the problem is massive. There are towns down there with just thousands of dogs roaming around. Mm. They hide during the day, and then at night they take over. And they're just breeding too fast because people aren't taking care of them. Mm -hmm. And the problem only gets bigger because now the evil man has to come take them and put them down, Mm. put them up for adoption, but no one's 
going to be able to adopt that many animals. So we showed the journey of some that were able to be adopted and were able to move across the country to a different adoption center and go through these no-kill animal shelters to actually find them a forever home. And it was just really heartwarming. And that one has won global awards, especially in India. Apparently, our films are doing really well in India. Oh, very cool. So our newest film is currently in production, and we will be filming more of it today. We don't have the actual title, but I guess I'll share with you our working title. Our working title at the moment is called All Who Wander, and it is the journey of people like ourselves, nomads. So what we're actually doing on this trip, and we're going to Washington, then to Oregon, then down to California, we're trying to meet up with as many people that we've already met or new ones that we've been following and communicating with on Instagram and trying to tell their story. How did you get into this nomadic movement? And why do you stay here? What makes you happy? Like, what are some of the struggles? Get to mm-hmm. the real nitty gritty, like how it makes you feel as a person. And it's it's been really fun to meet so many different people and how you have all these common things and just out in nature in the most incredible places. I'm curious to hear from both of you what message you are hoping to spread to others during your van life adventures. You know, what with all the adventures that you're going through and these ups and downs, you know, what you're kind of hoping to spread to people as they watch this. Yeah. One of the things that we want to share is that there are ups and downs. You don't have to think that you're not good enough because you see all these people on Instagram and other social media pages having these incredible photos and these incredible locations. It's not always like that. Life isn't like that. You have to deal with it, but you just need to try your hardest to make the best of it. And fortunately, there's a huge community of people doing exactly what we're doing that are here to like help you and communicate and pump you up and help you on the road too. Like, so it's, it's a really neat vibe. And I would say if you're afraid of doing something now, freaking do it, just do it because that feeling that you're getting, it's there for a reason and you have to just trust it and trust yourself and go for it. And one of my favorite quotes is, Everything you want, you already are, because it's so true. You are capable of so much more. You just need to believe yourself. Amen. I love that. We heard something the other week from one of our van life friends, and it's really been sticking with me. They were talking about how in van life, you are always getting twists and turns around every corner, more so than you would ever expect. I mean, you might be digging yourself out of sand for hours out in the middle of nowhere with no service. Um, Your gray tank could be leaking all over inside of your van from overfilling. That's not happened to us, but (laughs) I've just heard horror stories. So there's just a lot of things that can really go wrong, and there can be some really low moments, but there can also be very high moments. And you need to, you know, live presently with all those moments because it is what it is, and you have to make the most of it. It's really interesting for me because living this life is such a high moment most of the time and doing one of my jobs, which is filming weddings, you're at someone's best day of their life, Mm -hmm. you know, so you're just surrounded by high moment, high moment, high moment. And then when you have a moment where it's not that good, Mm -hmm. man, it just feels like it crashed and you're just derailed and you don't know how to get back up on it. And you just kind of sit there and you sulk in it. The best thing to do is just get up, 
shake it off, slap yourself around a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> and just get back to you. Mm-hmm. It's really difficult for a lot of people to get back to yourself when you're in a funk. But fortunately, I have Marina, and together we can get through anything. I'm very confident of that. Lots of funk has been gotten out of together. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to turn on those funky jams. And yes. Dance. Yes. <laughs> funky Love jams. Ha- having those habits that you can fall back on that, you know, get you back to being you. And it takes that, what you said, that morning time, slowing down, reflecting. We always talk about it to even figure out who are you? If you don't take that time to focus on yourself, how do you know what you want? If you don't know who you are, you're doing yourself a disservice big time and others. Yeah. They don't know you and you don't know yourself. So there's a lot of places people can find you. You guys have a lot of moving parts and it's all amazing. Literally moving parts. <laughs> Seriously. So where can people find you? Obviously we are on Instagram as the Wanderbox. And then Marina has her personal one of Cruise in Marina where you can learn a lot about her mushrooms. She <laughs> yes, posts you can. frequently. We also have our Facebook page, which is our old name, The Wandering Dexters. Maybe we'll change that to The Wanderbox later. <laughs> so our documentary film company is called Shaman Motion Pictures. And there's three core guys, but there's a group of some others that help out from time to time. And we just travel consistently telling different stories across the globe. Very cool. All right, now it's time for our three gold stars. Number one. When you're feeling down, turn on your favorite music, get outside, and move your body. Two, take at least 10 minutes each morning to connect to yourself. And number three, express daily affirmations with yourself. I love it. Beautiful. All right. Well, we have three surprise questions for you for Unleashing Ivy. I'm so excited to hear how you answer these. So we're going to start with Mark. Mark, when you're feeling scared about a potential risk, what's one thing that steers you in a positive direction? Oh, man. Um, often the risk is worth the reward depending on the risk, but sometimes when it gets you out of your comfort zone, maybe not so much like standing on the edge of a cliff and things (laughs) like that, but taking a risk of like, is this a worthy investment for us? Is this going to take us to the next level? You got to really trust yourself and you got to believe in yourself and invest in yourself. And so take that risk and get out there. Love it. Oh, so good. Okay. Next Marina. What has been your favorite adventure so far and why? Well, this adventure started as we were leaving California. We were heading to this thing called VanFest, and it was a nomad meetup with a ton of other nomads and people aspiring to be nomads. So this was the first time we actually got to show off the Wanderbox, which was super exciting and really scary because it was and is still not 100% done. But what happened was after VanFest, a ton of us nomads got together and followed each other out to Zion BLM land, out into this like secret little location, and there are about 30 of us. Well, there's a lot of talented nomads, and one of our friends, Daniel Parks, he actually performed a rooftop concert on our Wanderbox, and he's playing his electric violin serenading about 30 other nomads you've got people in front of us on a school bus about 16 of them on their deck and you look over and there's people on top of vans other box trucks it was 
really incredible. And you're just looking around everywhere you see is golden canyons around Zion. It was about, I don't know, he played from three to 11 during sunset and everyone was just vibing, having the best time and just looking out at all these nomads coming together. It was really crazy. I was, I was definitely really feeling moved and Oh, yeah. It sounds incredible. It was really beautiful. It was. All right, last question and our favorite question. Mark, what is one thing you wish you would have known sooner? I wish I would have known that it is awesome to be different and be out there and be yourself and not care what others think. To just live your life like no one is watching and do whatever makes you happy. I wish I would have known that a long time ago. Instead of trying to fall into society's norms and do what everybody else is doing. Do what feels right for you. That might be my favorite answer (laughs) ever. I love that too. It makes me think of being a a child and my parents were divorced and I hated that I was different. I hated that I had different interests than people and that I was the only one in my family that wanted to go to church. I felt like I was this black sheep for so many reasons. And I love that because I think people need to hear that, that it's so cool to be different. I love that. And need a constant reminder. All right, Marina, what's one thing you wish you would have known sooner? That it's okay that your journey looks different than others because I always felt that I was lacking or that I was a little bit behind everyone. I didn't finish college. I did things a little bit differently. I, you know, moved to different states when I was 21. I always did things differently and by the seat of my pants. And now I know that it's okay. And I learned and grew so much during that time. And it got me to this point and where I'm at now, I feel better than freaking ever. And throughout your twenties, you really learn a lot about yourself and it really develops your passions and what you really want to do in life. And I don't think it's normal to have everything figured out at such such a young age because you haven't lived yet. I mean, I feel like I just scratched the surface just by living as a nomad this past year, and it's opened my eyes to who I am really deeply, and now I feel like I'm living my passions and I'm living what I want to do now more than ever. Oh, well, this has been amazing. We could talk for hours, and such an awesome surprise. Thank you guys so much for stopping. Yes, you are both such inspirational people for us. What you do in the world is so cool and so fun to follow. And we love you too, Eli. (laughs) We can't wait to see what you guys put into the world from here. I can't wait for everybody to start following you and see this journey. I feel like you're just scratching the surface of amazing things to come. And we're so grateful to be a part of it. Thank you. All right. And we always end our show with a piece of gold. So a quote that speaks to you. Would you each like to share one for our listeners? Let's do it. Oh, so my piece of gold <laughs> is from Rumi, everything you want, you already are. And mine is from Robert Frost. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. This is Gold Ivy signing off. Listen to your truth and go chase your gold.